welcome to In Touch with Tennessee, a podcast of the UT Institute for Public Service. Today's guest is Beth Phillips, Director of Economic Development Programs for the Center for Industrial Services. Beth is here to talk about the Center for Industrial Services Tennessee Manufacturing Resiliency Initiative. Welcome, Beth. Hi, Susan. Glad to be here. Can you explain to our listeners what the Tennessee Manufacturing Resiliency Initiative is? I'll be glad to, and I'll give you a brief overview of the program, and then I'll tell you more about how it was developed and why. Uh, The Tennessee Manufacturing Resiliency Initiative was launched about two years ago to help manufacturers strengthen their resiliency to recover and withstand natural and man-made disasters. The program brings together a variety of Tennessee programs, or excuse me, CIS programs and services um, that really help manufacturers be more economically competitive and help them withstand any disruptions to the economy. So we developed this program actually uh, through a grant from the U.S. Economic Development Administration. We applied for this grant actually at the end of 2019 and the very beginning of 2020 before the pandemic. And the program that we applied under was the EDA Disaster Preparedness Program. We looked at that grant proposal um, back in the fall of 2019. Oh, goodness. It was, it was really early on. Um, and uh, the program, actually the, the grant program, was designed to help communities and businesses improve their resiliency. And it was targeted towards communities, counties, regions that had experienced disasters. Right. And so we took a look at the state of Tennessee, and we had to um, look at each county in Tennessee. A county had to be designated by FEMA um, as uh, having a natural disaster that had occurred within the past two years. And remarkably, in looking at, at the state of Tennessee and looking at all 95 counties, mm-hmm. we saw that 59 of the 95 had experienced a FEMA declaration disaster Goodness. in the last two years. So that could have been high winds, flooding, some other sort of event. Um, we looked at uh, across the state at those counties, and we we saw that a lot of those counties had a significant amount of manufacturers in their county. And that um, oftentimes these manufacturers did not have any type of plan in place Mm -hmm. that would help them in the event of a disaster. We also looked at the nature of those counties, and largely those counties were rural counties and were... um, lacking in some of the resources that might help them at the community level as well. So we proposed um, to EDA in January of 2020 this Manufacturing Resiliency Program. And little did we know that in less than two months we'd be in the middle of a global pandemic. And, you know, we can obviously look at what that did to the manufacturing supply chain, um, to business and industry, to employees, the disruptions that have occurred since then. So long story short, uh, we pivoted 
this grant proposal from that disaster declaration pot of money to another pot of money, uh, money under EDA that was focused on um, impacts of the pandemic. And we were, we were funded under that program. It's a three-year funding. And it pulls together a variety of resources within the Center for Industrial Services to not only help manufacturers improve their resiliency, but help communities build resiliency as well. Right. So it's a three-year program, and we are in the, in about a year and a half into that program. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So tell us how this initiative can help manufacturers prepare for disasters or work stoppage. When, obviously, when there's an economic disruption, uh, there are several things that, that occur uh, and can impact a manufacturer. First of all, as we've said, supply chain disruptions mm -hmm. are huge. Um, we looked at manufacturers in Tennessee to see what level of preparedness manufacturers had to withstand those disruptions. One of the key indicators is whether or not a manufacturer has what is called a business continuity plan mm -hmm. in place. And that's something that really guides their efforts to recover from a natural disaster, to respond very quickly. And we found that really only 10% of companies of manufacturers in the state had those plans in place. Um, so there was a real need there. The other thing is looking at supply chain disruptions. Um, some of the, um, and I'm just going to refer to some of my, my figures here, but um, if you look at manufacturing output that... Um, the, the, the decline in manufacturing output, the impact from the pandemic, in the first quarter of 2020, manufacturing output fell by the greatest amount in the past 75 years. Oh, wow. It was a huge decrease in manufacturing output. And key supply chains were disrupted. And of course, one of the, um, the largest supply chains was the automotive supply mm -hmm. chain. And as we know, we have considerable automotive production in Tennessee. In fact, 7% of vehicles in the U.S. are made in the state of Tennessee. And with uh, three OEMs and over 900 automotive suppliers, the automotive industry was significantly impacted. Right. So the need for resiliency planning and preparedness was really strong in right. Tennessee. So looking at some of the resources that, that CIS has to bring to the table, we have a wealth of resources already in place to help manufacturers mm -hmm. with these issues. You look at the Manufacturing Extension Program as being the key manufacturing extension partnership program across the country, um, helping companies solve problems, improve their competitiveness, um, a variety of resources to do that. Uh, you look at the OSHA program mm -hmm. that that CIS operates. That's helping companies respond to disasters, helping them prepare for disasters, um, bringing a wealth of resources to the table. You look at our community economic development program, and we train economic developers, community leaders, and others in how to respond and be more resilient and identify um, strategies and implement strategies to, to build their competitiveness. You look at the PTAC program, the Procurement Technical right. Assistance Center program. That's helping companies connect with suppliers, um, a variety of resources in those programs. So we were able to pull all these programs together 
and offer these services to companies. Wow, that's great. That's great. So what were some of the, you know, I know you've mentioned the CIS, all of the different CIS areas. What were some of the particular services? I mean, did you all help some of these companies develop their um, business resiliency plans or help certain communities? So really, what we've done is we've kind of categorized these resources and services in four different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, one being supply chain risk okay, management, yeah. key one. Another one being cybersecurity. Oftentimes, we don't think of cybersecurity as being important to resiliency, but obviously, if if your cybersecurity um, is compromised, mm-hmm. it has a huge impact, of right. course, on your operations. Um, health, safety, and emergency preparedness, um, another area. And then leadership and communications. Oh, okay. So yeah. all of those areas really comprehensively um, is the focus of this program. Right, right. So in addition to manufacturers, can you talk about how the initiative helps communities? We're working with communities in several different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as I mentioned, the Tennessee Certified Economic Developer Program, which is operated through UT Center for Industrial Services, it prepares economic development practitioners and community leaders across the state in principles and practices of economic mm-hmm. development. Well, we realized um, early on that we needed a course that was focused on economic resiliency. Um, you know, resiliency is a term now that we hear all the time. But back when, you know, pre-pandemic, there wasn't a lot of talk about resilience. Right. But we had, we had recognized that with other disasters that we had seen impact Tennessee, mm-hmm. such as floods, tornadoes, and other things, right. where communities were really disrupted. Uh, the economies were significantly disrupted. We needed to help community leaders understand how can we develop strategies identify resources, and then take actions that can really help mitigate those disruptions Mm -hmm. when they occur and help communities respond quickly to business and industry and and others in the community and and recover more quickly. So we developed a course in economic resiliency that we offered for the first time last fall. Um, Another thing that that we're doing is we're working closely with regions um, across the state, the development districts, Mm -hmm. um, and helping to identify what are the resiliency plans that are um, in place at the regional level, uh, what are the resources that are available at the regional level, how can we help communities align their local strategies with Mm -hmm. these regional strategies, and state resources as well. Right, right. Are you finding at the regional level where the resiliency plans in place, or is that Uh, something that you had to work on? It's something that that we're working on, and uh, I think this is just something that we are all now focused on, you know, local, regional, state level, and national level, um, globally. Right. It's all about building that resiliency and being able to respond more quickly and mitigate those risks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, great. Well, how will this, um, how do you see this evolving? Uh, I know you said it's a, it's a three-year grant, um, and there's probably about a year left. It's interesting because as we've gotten into this program, um, resources are 
are being developed as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll give you a, a really good new example of a resource that UTCIS is delivering as part of this program that was not in place before uh, the pandemic. There's a program that the Manufacturing Extension Partnership has um, developed to help strengthen supply chains. And it's called, excuse me, it's called Connects. And other states, um, I think there are maybe 10, 12 other states in the country that have adopted this program, and Tennessee has adopted it as well. It's a program to help strengthen supply chains mm-hmm. and to help strengthen individual manufacturers, help them identify new potential suppliers, and also help a manufacturer become a supplier to other companies. So through that program, we are helping companies register, um, develop profiles, Mm -hmm. um, get the word out about their capabilities, what they are looking for, what they have to offer. And we're seeing a really great response um, to that program from manufacturers and economic developers across the state. We have, I believe, over 100 companies now registered um, in the Connex supply chain database in Tennessee, and more are coming online every day. And we've just been working on this program for about two or three months. Now. Right, right. That's great. And uh, a, a good example of that is um, just recently, um, one of our staff was working with with a company, and they said they had registered under the Connects program. And another uh, supplier, actually a company in Tennessee, had contacted them very quickly shortly thereafter. And so now they are supplying to that company. And oh, they wow. were not even aware, even though they were located just a few counties from each other, they really weren't aware of the capabilities um, and, and the connections um, within that supply chain. Wow, that's great. That is great. Well, what else would you like to share with us about the um, Manufacturing Resiliency Initiative? One thing that I think is really important under this initiative is that it brings together a lot of partners to do this work. Um, The funding through EDA is critical to this. Um, It helps CIS It helps regions, um, it helps the state of Tennessee, it helps us really build those partnerships, identify other resources that we can bring to the table as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's that's really important. Another part of this program that we feel is very important is that this is not something that will just go away after the (laughs) pandemic ends. Uh, This is something that we will continue to build on uh, we'll continue to look at how we can strengthen resiliency of business mm-hmm. and industry in the state, how we can build their competitiveness, how, how we can help communities be more resilient. I think this is something that um, is here for the long run. Right, right. Well, great. Well, thanks for joining us today, Beth. It's been very informative. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to In Touch with Tennessee Be sure to look for us on all major podcast providers, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thank you, Susan. It's been a pleasure.